and welcome, friends, to another episode of The Grace and Peace of God Love Wins. This is going to be a much shorter episode today as I'm using a couple daily devotionals that I picked out specifically for today. One is going to be based around God is faithful, and the other one is based around the wisdom of God. But today I'm flipping the narrative on our episode, and I'm beginning with the end in mind first. And with that being said, I'm just going to ask you right off the bat, if you have not been spiritually reborn, God made it clear to enter into the kingdom of heaven, a person must confess belief in his son, Jesus, which is why I'm doing these episodes. I'm hoping to instill that God, we have to have belief in God's son, Jesus, to move forward forward and to have eternal salvation. That's my ultimate primary goal. So listen to what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. You see, when we place our trust in Jesus, a divine exchange takes place. Jesus takes our sin, making us right with God, and then our sin was was then placed on to Jesus at his crucifixion. Now, his righteousness is given to us upon our conversion, and it's true, we can never repay this extraordinary or extravagant gift of kindness back to Jesus, but what we can do is show him our gratitude by growing in our relationship with him daily. We can make efforts to obey be obedient to the word of God, be obedient to what the Bible instructs. And that's how we deepen our relationship daily. So today, friends, if this is you, I'm going to just boldly say to step out and take action now and you know, step out in faith and conviction towards the kingdom of God by openly confessing after me. Father God, I come before you repenting of known and unknown sin in my life, meaning I'm changing my ways of thinking, acting, and showing up in life. Jesus, you're welcome to take up permanent residence as my king upon the throne of my heart. I'm confessing your shed blood washed away my past, present, and future sin upon that cross at Calvary. Friends, congratulations. If you just prayed that prayer of salvation, you were saved and born again spiritually. Your next step is going to be to read God's word daily so he can guide, direct, and reveal himself to you through the person of the Holy Spirit. And now that you've got that out of the way and taken care of, welcome to the kingdom of God. Now it's about learning what the Bible says and what it instructs. And that's what these episodes are centered around. So I said that first, we were going to start with God is Faithful. And this is a daily devotional that I wrote called State of the Nation, How It Affects You. And it's based upon the scripture verse found in Ezra chapter 3, verse 11. With praise and thanks, they sang this song to the Lord. He is so good. His faithful love for Israel endures forever. You see, friends, God is faithful to his generations of people. The captives of southern Jerusalem, was, which is known as Judea, 
had been held in Babylon for nearly 70 years. God kept his promise and 50,000 people would return to their homeland of Jerusalem. The first primary mission being to rebuild Solomon's temple. It had been destroyed by King Nebuchadnezzar. Solomon's temple had taken seven years to construct and was extremely ornate. Imported cedar wood was used throughout covering of all the floors, walls, and ceiling. This wood was purchased with olive oil in trade. The entire structure was built within the sound of a hammer, axe, or any other iron tool. This was truly a building being raised up in reverential awe. The stones were prefinished at the quarry many miles away and carried back to the temple for placement. The people had so much honor and respect for God. We're given this insight so that we may also demonstrate care and concern for the details of God. Now that the Jews returned home, it was decided a new temple would need to be constructed. The temple acted as the heartbeat of the city and nation. The temple would be constructed prior to the impenetrable city wall, signifying spiritual matters taking root. The wall was a military and political presence that would be completed later, and the temple would reestablish the Jews back home. Nasiris, who was King Cyrus, overthrew the Babylonians. The evil atrocities the Jewish people faced for their sinfulness was not overlooked. God allowed the very man, Cyrus, who was not a Jew, to help get the people home. It doesn't matter the difficulty or the nature of our situations. We're not limited to our resources. We serve an awesome God. The new temple rebuilds began 50 years after Solomon's temple had been destroyed. Although it was set up upon the same foundation, it would only take four years to rebuild in its entirety. The lavish ornateness was gone. Many of the Jews experienced mixed reactions. The new temple built under the authority of Zerubbabel was surrounded by ruins. In comparison to King Solomon's temple, which was hemmed in with a vast courtyard and many buildings, now when we place God first above all else, he comes through for us. The state of our nation currently has pulled God out of schools, soon to be off of our money and out of the majority of workplaces. Biblical instruction is not taking precedence in a world that wants to operate of its own accord. Border walls continue to be an issue in modern day times. And what if the millions of dollars going toward a border wall could be reallocated into God-based programs, bringing his truth to light? Instead, opposition infiltrated and opposed programs that never were completed. We need to find ways to have partnerships with unbelievers and yet not compromise our values. So at this time, I'm going to pray a prayer specific to the faithfulness of God. Father God, over time, nothing seems to have changed much. The issues, cares, and concerns of the world are the same, but your remarkable grace is being freely given to all people for acceptance of your son's sacrifice on the cross. It's so much more than extraordinary. 
In essence, you've allowed the world to exist in a holding pattern as your son prays for non-believers to come to him to be rescued for eternal life. This truly is the most extravagant gift ever to be and ever that there will be given. Help our nation return to our priorities. Help us to be a God-fearing nation and not a selfish one. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, our next devotion today is centered around wisdom. And this one's entitled, How Do Social Context and Perception Fall Short Compared to Wisdom? Our key scripture verse here comes out of Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 16. Then I realized that though wisdom is better than strength, those who are wise will be despised if they are poor. What they say will not be appreciated for long. You know, I've often been intrigued to learn of ruses that played out within society. The Washington Post put together a social experiment utilizing one of the best trained classical musicians in the world who would be playing on a $3.5 million violin in the corner of a subway station. Who was this musician? It was famed Joshua Bell. Traditionally, had people been told who he was, they would have stood in line at the hope of being invited to hear him play. Most adults would clamor and marvel at the sheer expression of talent seeping from the hands that played this master's violin. Yet it proved to be the opposite. It proved to be disappointing. What was amazing were the children who leaned in and were willing to appreciate the sounds enveloping their senses. These children had appreciation for what they were hearing. What they knew for sure was beautiful music was being played. Played. Well-meaning adults would rush them along to their daily obligations. What were the results of this experiment? Over a 45-minute time frame, six people stopped to listen. 20 people tossed money into the tip jar with some of them donating a whopping $32 total. This same world-renowned performer who had played the week before in Boston commanded $100 on average per ticket playing before a sold-out crowd. This experiment proved that context and perceptions are equally important factors people use to navigate the terrain of their world. Nothing in the music nor the ability of the violinist changed from one week until the next. Although the perceived value within society differed. People inherently place more value on items or experiences they purchase rather than ones received for free. Solomon tells us that no matter how wise a person is and no matter if he saves a besieged town from a great king and his army, if he's poor, he'll be despised. As true as this was in Solomon's day, it's equally true today. Our society values material success above wisdom. Although wisdom is an asset that far outpaces other strengths, it isn't as appreciated as it should be. True wisdom is learning to appreciate godly wisdom regardless of the source. Nowadays, the same social experiment can be performed utilizing various social media platforms. People want to quote-unquote like and be associated 
with those whose society deems is important. No longer is the quality or the content as important as the perceived likability of the one who posts the message. Father, Godly wisdom allows your children to see life from your perspective. It's what gains us entrance into the game of life and sustains it. When your people have a healthy, reverential fear and awe of your wisdom, you give it to us liberally. Apart from this, we are foolish, even if worldly standards dictate otherwise. Your word says it's better to be criticized by a wise person than praised by a fool. Help us to be discerning to those who qualify as wise and aren't merely fools. In Jesus' name, we pray all of that. Amen. And again, friends, the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast will be available daily. A special Children's Jesus Talk University podcast airs on Wednesdays. So tune in along with your children for Bible stories that you may have just grown up with. Our episodes discuss and share Jesus' unlimited power in our present day lives. We delve into many topics such as forgiveness, spiritual warfare, how to be joyful, and what love and action looks like. So this is an open invitation for you and your friends to come alongside me as we embark on an adventure and exploration of all things pertaining to Jesus. And if you like this episode, make sure to like and subscribe so you'll get the latest releases as they become available. And occasionally, I do reference my book, The Grace and Peace of God Love Wins. If you find content to be inspiring or compelling, or you want to do a deeper, more rigorous, deep dive study on your own about the Word of God, pick up a copy from my website at pampastorcopywriting.com or at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Dorrance.com. And importantly, if you're unable to afford a copy, write to me. I'll find a way to get a free copy into your hands. You won't be disappointed. It's full of God's Word, and it's waiting for you to read it. Until next time, friends, remember, you've been marked and sealed with the cross of Jesus Christ forever. And a final word given to us from the Apostle Paul comes out of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. God bless you. And friends, if you receive this, say amen.